0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi, guys, and welcome to episode 20 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I'm very excited to be joined by our guest, Miss Romy Mayer. For those who don't know, Romy is a data and performance engineer at Red Bull Holding Racing Team, and she works with Jamie Winkart. Originally from Germany, she studied automotive engineering and she's been working with the DTM team of Mercedes for five years before relocating to Australia in 2015. Romy is also an ambassador of Dare to Be Different which was launched in April of this year in Australia. Do you know what Dare to be Different is? Well, it is a non-profit organization whose primary objective is aimed at increasing the participation of women in all forms of motor racing. So, please help me welcome Romy to the show. All right, so welcome to the show, Romy. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I know I say that every episode, but I really am. just it's just amazing everything you've achieved so far in your career can you tell us a little bit about it how did you get started um what's really your journey to today yeah so
1: originally i'm from germany i grew up in the south part of germany it's it's an area where there's a lot of car makers so since i'm small i'm I'm grown up in the industry but i don't have any motorsport background um when I finished high school, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was quite good in math and physics, but the whole engineering field, that was a bit intimidating or a bit scary to me. I thought it's only about um, big tools, machines, and only man workers. So yeah. I didn't quite push into that. I wasn't really sure if, if that's really what, what I want to do. Yes. But Um. Yeah. My dad. He's. Um. He's a really like a technical person. He always. I loved it that I had good grades in math and physics. So. Um. I ended up doing an internship, and then I. Found myself that I really want to pursue engineering as a study at a uni. Yeah. And. As I'm like I said, I'm. Grown up in an area where automotive and car makers, Porsche, Mercedes, they're all around it. So. I had uh, like the dads of my friends, some of them were working for Mercedes and stuff. So I found that already fascinating. So I actually started to study um, automotive engineering, which is like um, mechanical engineering, but it's already specialised in in car manufacturing or car design.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I couldn't imagine a world like living up with these places just around the corner from my house. (laughs) Um, as you now know, living here, um, the size of like Europe and and the size of Australia is completely different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So um, you've got that interest from your dad. Um, where Where else have you worked? So how How did you end up here in Australia? Uh, so yes,
1: uh, actually, while I was studying automotive engineering, I wasn't. Sure, I haven't really got that interest in motorsport that I um, thought like, oh, that's it. that's my job, that's what I want to do. Only during my studies, I joined um, the Formula SAE team of my uni, which is um, which is kind of a small race team where students design, build, and race a race car and yeah. meet uh with other university teams. Yeah, and that's when I first experienced any kind of motorsport like hand on obviously in Germany Formula One is really big there's a lot of German race drivers in there so it was uh, on TV Sundays at my parents place but it was pretty far away from me as I didn't know anyone who worked in motorsport so that was kind of the first experience on motorsport and then I'm like oh yeah that's actually even better than just being a designer for a road car which you design something and then in three years times it's on on the road on the streets because obviously in in this in the car manufacturer everything is a little bit slower than in a race team because you make decisions on a race car and then race the next day um so that was first when when i really thought like i want to work in motorsports and then, then um, after my uni, I, I got a job with HWA as um engineer for or the Mercedes B T M team. And um, yeah, that was already for me a really big step, and I I I loved that job, and I grew a lot because I didn't have much experience. So over five years, I developed all kind of motorsport engineering skills and they gave me a lot of opportunity to grow there as well and then after five years I felt really I I wanted change as well as that one was my first job and I didn't have any other experience and other race cars so I thought I need to change a bit to gain um, more experience and I wanted still to work in a in world class motorsport, for me the only opportunity or what I thought um, other opportunity then in Germany would be in, in the UK or Australia with the supercars. And, super cars. and um, yeah, and then I went for
0: Australia in the end. Yeah, we're welcome. We're very glad that you came here. Are yeah. you are you enjoying your time here? Yeah, I, I really I really like Australia. I see myself here for a very long time. <laughs> How long have you been here now? For. Yeah, um,
1: I came over in 2015, so that was, um, I applied for a job, because that was the year when um, Red Bull, that time it was Red Bull Racing Team, they announced that they go from two to three race cars the next year, and then I thought, oh, they might need another engineer, then or a few more, <laughs> so I just applied, and, um, and it worked all out, and then three months later I was
0: in Australia. wow and do you have any family here or did you just pack your bag and come out did your family come with you or Uh, no i came by myself yeah i actually
1: didn't know anyone i came with a a suitcase and a softboard bag and that was it so much (laughs) started from zero here again it was really exciting time i enjoyed that journey as well
0: oh wow how exciting (laughs) and daunting So I guess one of the benefits of going to Red Bull is that you would have had the friendship of Jess Dane. Has she really helped you acclimatise to Australia and to the team? And what's it like working with her and the team as well?
1: Yeah, the, The whole team were amazing when I first came. It felt really like a family. Like I said, I didn't know anyone in Australia and they were so welcoming, and it felt I a group of friends right away. And it still is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a workplace, it's a big family, to be honest. And, um, yeah, having chess in the team, obviously she's been quite a, quite a while, and uh, um, it's amazing, she's really strong person and inspiring. She always focus and push to new ideas, and, uh, and you can see that she's the, the daughter of Adi. She's really like focusing on, on her work and like moving the whole team forward.
0: Oh, that's really good that you've had that support. And it's great to hear that everybody's a big family, contrary to, versus, to what you see on TV. So that's <laughs> really good to see. And so have you ever competed yourself? Mm, I've never been in like a proper race series. Driving. Yeah. I once actually
1: had the opportunity to drive in a Lotus Elise on, on the, um, the Red Bull Ring in Austria. Yeah, There was a, a race series called Lotus Ladies Cup, which actually had oh, nice. women racing in there. Yeah. And uh, they were a, as a support category for the DTM when I was there. So I was in contact and I saw them around. And then they approached me because uh, one of the drivers couldn't attend one meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so they needed an, a, another driver just for one meeting. And then they asked me if I want to try And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And um, so I had a race weekend with them. And it was so exciting. Was, I was actually in the beginning scary because obviously I knew this race track from working on, yeah. on the race track, but not on the side in that car. So, obviously I was pretty slow because all these women, they were riding the and racing. Since they their kids, I was like a second off the pace, but it was so much fun. And also I learned a lot, especially um, then, yeah, seeing the whole thing from the other side, like analyzing my own data and stuff. So that, that was pretty exciting. But yeah, that was pretty much the only time I was competing in a race car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds lots of fun, though. Yeah. Um, and what are some of the differences between like international racing to V eight supercars?
1: From DTM, the teams are much bigger. Like yep. in, uh, even though here in Australia, I'm working with one of the bigger teams, but yeah, the Mercedes team or DTM, they have a lot of people, not only travelling but also back at the factory. a factory the whole development. Um, department with lots of designer, but also they have an engine development department and it's the whole um, company is uh, more than 200 people so that's wow. way more than any other team in Australia that's, that's the biggest difference and then because of that and because the, each person has a much smaller work field where they work but they're much more specialised compared to here um, like I do everything sometimes <laughs> So I'm doing not only um, engineering, we do design, I do electrical stuff, I do the
0: setup, the set down, <laughs> <and> everything. <laughs> you're a jack of all trades here. Yeah. And so what does your weekend at a racetrack involve? What oh, does it look like? When, yeah. does your, when does your, I guess, work <laughs> start? I'm sure you're working all the time, but at a race weekend, is it Thursday, Friday? Yeah, usually
1: usually depends a bit which track and if straight track overseas or whatever, but usually we arrive on a Thursday and Thursday for us is our setup day. So we we set up our workspace because obviously when we come to the racetrack, it doesn't you won't see it on T V but there's not much there. there. you need to set up your workspace in your garage and need to make sure that all your system works and um a lot of checks happening not only on the car but also on all the systems behind it and then we have meetings with the team because that's the first time we come all together the engineers and the drivers and so we plan out the whole weekend and then we go with an important part on Thursday is usually the track walk so the engineers and the race drivers they walk um the track and, and talk about um, all each corner and how the car behaved last year and um, what was our strengths and our weaknesses.
0: Sorry, so that's the feedback that you're giving to the drivers or they're giving to you? That's kind of a, a communication. Like yeah, it's an
1: open target communication because we know a lot what from the data because before we go to the racetrack, you looked at the data from last year and all your notes and your Changes you made throughout the weekend, but then the driver he knows as well what how it was last year. So it's kind of just like bringing all the memories back and visualizing where we were and where we need to improve. And that's pretty. That's the Thursday. So that's just like getting getting into the track and getting started. So usually on Thursday we we don't run the car. So that's just um, settling in and then. um, yeah, Friday is the first time we usually go out on the track. We have practice sessions mm-hmm. and uh, that's when we're um, testing our setup options. So same before we come to the racetrack, we, we think what the car would like on each racetrack and what we need to improve and then we test different options. Mm-hmm. And you need a quality car and a race car, so you do different testing for each settings like the quali car usually is one or two laps and the race car needs to last 70 laps or 160 depending which
0: race track you are <laughs> oh yeah so you have to have a lot of data there around that the aspects of the car when it's fastest to put that that setting on it to take it off for the race is there yeah. much change from qualifying to a say a 170 lap race
1: oh yeah it's pretty, yeah. it's quite different like, like i said it's qualifying you need a car it needs to be fast in one lap and it needs to be fast right from the beginning the lap starts and then on the race it's focused on that it for example that you have tires which last the whole thing which you obviously you don't need to worry about in quality so it's um yeah it's two different challenges
0: <laughs> so that's on Saturday and then I look on Sunday and and how does it work with a co-driver and having that extra set of data to analyze yeah
1: obviously we just finished the endurance with the co drivers which is usually yeah it's always exciting to have another driver there because it's just another factor in the whole thing so even in a practice session you also work with the co-driver and you have even more data to analyze and um yeah during the race that's it's not only the strategy you need to run to see where your competitors are and what they're doing how good they are and how they Work with the fuel strategy, but you also need to plan your strategy with your co-driver. There's a minimum laps required for each co-driver, and you need to make a strategy to fit that in your race. Yeah, perfectly. Like that—that that it works around the fuel, the tires,
0: and all that. And is that your call in the team, Robbie to say fuel now come in on this lap? Um, I, I yes, yeah, I do the, fuel the strategy. Yep. Yeah.
1: Our the main research here, which for me is I work with David cauchy and he talks to the driver directly. So he does all the tribal communication. And then we have um in our team, me and him, we do the strategy together. So I give him feedback on all the data because I have more data related from the card and he has in the front so I know exactly when the car runs out of fuel and tell him oh you have two more laps. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, yes yeah, so and it's always yeah it's so much data so you need to have another person that you don't um you might not think of something because you focus too much on on on, on tires and then this pops up so it's good to have obviously two people doing the strategy and um, more input than just one person has.
0: And so do you work across the whole three cars or just the third
1: car? On the race weekend I work only on Jamie Winkup's car. Yep. So uh, let's say on each session I only work on Jamie's car but mm-hmm. to analyze all the data before or after the session or in the evening I do all three cars. Like we have um, data where we need to look at the all the sensors are working and as well all the performance and it's good to look at all three cars to see where they're sitting and which car is better in which corner for
0: example what
1: are the strengths of each
0: car
1: just to bring it all together
0: and is is that what you do after they come in say from qualifying before race one thinking if there's like a race on saturday that that you'll analyze that and then provide some of the race setup recommendations and then after race one you go back and analyze it again ready for race two yeah exactly so the first step is usually
1: making sure that the whole car the wide loads are working so that's all the systems in a car the engine a gearbox all the all the fluids have the right pressure and the right temperature that's that's the first step what we do after a session and then obviously making sure that nothing stands out of and break in the next session.
0: And then the
1: next step is to analyze the performance, to look um, where were our strengths and our weaknesses and where we need to get better for the next day. And yeah, that's that that's the, the work we do in the evenings or after each session.
0: And even after Sunday night, or do you wait oh, until Monday to do a debrief?
1: We <laughs> usually have the debriefs on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're even curious. To see uh, what happened there, why were we? So sometimes it really is like that. So you want to look at the data as fast as you can, and and with, we have telemetry data, so we do have a lot of channels coming across live to us at the back of the garage. Mm-hmm. So we can see a lot of things, like especially temperature and pressures, which which are related to the to uh, how the car is performing out there. Um, it needs to be analyzed right away to make sure nothing goes wrong.
0: And especially some um, of the events uh, are fast turnaround, like Bathurst to the Gold Coast, pretty much Gold Coast to New Zealand, I can't say that word, Puakoe, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but there's not much turnaround time, so you'd be wanting, obviously, to get that data quite quickly back to the guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, that's, even, even you have a weekend, Even if you win or you have a weekend where you crash, you still go back to the workshop and analyze the whole weekend. You basically start back from the first day where you had your first session and and discuss with all the other engineers how you ended up racing that setup in the the race kind of in and all errors, all problems arise. And you always work on how we can... Um, stop them for the next time that they don't occur anymore. It's, it's a really good process at AAA. And um, even sometimes it's hard because you just want to forget and go to the next race. But yeah. uh, it's really good that you understand what went wrong Do not a mistake
0: again. Yeah, and, of course, our day we want to answers and other people as well as to what went wrong or what went right yes exactly when they didn't think like when when i say what went right when they didn't think they were going to have a win and then all of a sudden they do have a win it is also really important to analyze what went right because only that makes you strong like when you know why you
1: were so strong and faster than the others and you only then you can be strong again because if you just
0: don't really know why then the next time you won't be strong anymore. yeah and so what happens, um, you said sometimes a debrief do happen on Monday. What do you do during the week? Um, obviously, you're away 16 weekends a year um, and then a couple of test days or test weekends. I'm not quite sure exactly how many, maybe three or four. Yeah. So yeah, half a year, you're pretty much away. So what, what work do you do during the actual week? Is it with a team? Is it just more data analysis? Are you working one-on-one with a certain person? Or tell us about what happens on your day-to-day stuff.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually an uh, everyday job, so it changes almost every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, it involves some work at the car, like making sure all the sensors still working, calibrating the sensors, programming all the computers in the car. That's happening on the kind that happened the week leading up to the race before the car gets into the truck. And then there's a lot of analysing of the data from last year and last event. Um, just preparing for the next uh, race weekend. And that happens in our engineering group. Everyone looks at the data themselves, but then you sit together and put it all on the table and see um, where we're going to go with our setup, what the strategy plan. And uh, so it's well, there's a lot of data analysing on the laptop, but also um, work on the car and make sure the car is ready for the next race.
0: <laughs> and so... You- you obviously sound really, really busy, Rami. Do you actually have any days off?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some days off. Like the weekends when they're not racing, usually off. Especially yes. when the truck leaves um, that weekend already, because it's a, a race far away, like Perth or Darwin, which is pretty far from our based in Bristol. So then they usually leave um, riders the day the week before. And then the weekends off. And usually we get the day after the race weekend um, off as well. But mm-hmm. um, it also depends on the turnaround time. Like this week and this last weekend when we had a crash in Gold Coast. And then the cars need to be ready again on Friday if we we're going to New Zealand. And there was no day off. But <laughs> um, usually we have the Monday off where you can just relax a bit. And, and you need it. it. It's even even... The race weekend goes smooth and you have still your sleeping hours, but it's quite exhausting, especially when you get a rest, you really feel how exhausting the race weekend was.
0: Yeah, I can imagine, especially coming off Bathurst as well, um, a couple of weeks ago, then going straight into the Gold Coast. And I know that, that that was something, one of the reasons that they were looking at changing the calendar in 2019 so it wasn't as hard on the the actual race teams because everyone is tired and fatigued at this time of the year um but something a little bit personal about you right so what do you like to do on on your days off so do you have like any other interests or hobbies or are you one still to be analyzing data on your day off
1: (laughs) actually actually i try to do something totally opposite i I like to be outside in the nature especially coming from germany i love the warm weather and the beach so I, I love to surf. I'm always in the ocean when I can. And then obviously the time when I'm off, I like to spend time with my partner and with friends because um, there's not that much time to spend um, with, yeah, uh, with these people when, you, when you're on a race for so a
0: Yeah, of course. It's hard. As I said, you're away pretty much like half the year. So it's important to catch up with them. Um Family and friends, and and what's important to you on those days of,
1: yeah, I try to get away from
0: from the racing life. Like I have most
1: of my friends, they're not involved in motorsports so they they talk, they have totally different topics to talk <laughs> about. They usually talk about during the week, so they talk about the ocean, fishing, camping, and it's really good as well because then it's really easy to switch off, and you're. Your mind is totally somewhere different and it's, it's really refreshing. So I like to have these two worlds.
0: <laughs> well, that kind of rolls in well to, to our next question. saying, Obviously, you're very passionate about what you do do. Um, what, to, what do you love about your career and the path that you've had so far and really the path that you can continue to grow on?
1: Yeah. Um, one thing I'm, I'm really proud of and what I really like is that I that – I, that I came from a family or from somewhere n- n- with no background in motorsport. Like, and then I, I did. I really decided I won't want to have a job job in motorsport. I want to have a job what I have on TV. And then I kind of made my way there. And I never had someone just give me a job. So I always applied for each internship, each job, like on the formal way. And that's something what m- makes me really proud of that I. I never I never gave up. I always found a different way, even if I didn't work the first time or the f- that way, which I thought it might work out. So that's a that's a thing which I really like about my journey, like to see
0: the way I get to where I am
1: at the moment. And yeah. then yeah, still so can't, can't believe that I have the job I once watched on T V and thought
0: I, oh, that would be amazing to be an engineer like that. So and, and that's what I Exactly, and that's why I was wanting to have you as a guest, as I saying to you before off-air, a lot of people aspire to be a data engineer, let alone for AAA engineering, um, so um, I think you're definitely living a lot of people's dreams out there, so again, well done on your career to date. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> Um, but, in saying that, obviously, with all the good, there does come some bad, and what are some of the biggest challenges um that you've faced obviously moving country would have been one of them, um leaving family and friends uh what are the some of the other things that that you've occurred um yeah,
1: like yeah, like you just said that's that's the biggest thing um to combine your job you love and you put all your passion in, and then also. Um, starting a new life in a new country where you don't have any friends and then giving, making friends and establishing a friendship, a relationship and, and making all that um, like work. So that's, that's a hard thing in, when you work in motorsport, you do need to make sacrifice and you still have really good friends at home back in Germany. And and they want to see me more than I can and uh, it's not always easy (laughs) but um yeah when it comes to the job itself sometimes yeah the hard thing is um when you when you had a, a disappointing weekend on the racetrack and then just picking yourself up and focusing on the next one analyzing what went wrong can be challenging because sometimes you just want to put it aside but you still uh need to analyze it and then just push forward even you sometimes feel uh just want to get away or something um yeah. Yeah, that's the, the perseverance that's uh, sometimes challenging
0: yeah and have your family been out uh, many times to see you work um yeah my mom she
1: came already twice she loves australia <laughs> she went down to the racetrack and in Germany, they always came to visit to the right so they, they find it really exciting as well.
0: Oh, that's lovely. And what are some of the experiences, um, good or bad, that you've encountered working in a male-dominant industry?
1: Um, so even in my studies, um, were in my, when I graduated, the year I graduated, it was just me as a female. So I was kind of used from uni to be the, one of the few females in in the in the workspace so um it's always hard when you start a new job or an internship or at uni as well that um get uh, accepted and you need to prove yourself like you need to prove that you're as good as the boys for sure Mm -hmm. or even a bit better And and that's why you're always in the spotlight so good or bad if you you make errors or mistakes whatever one does but you it's still highlighted a bit more but on the other side it's well highlighted when you do something really good because you stand out as well in, in good sides and bad sides so um yeah that's what i experienced but it's it's a journey as well it's it's how it is and and you need to take the good parts and you don't need to deal with the not so good parts as well
0: <laughs> of course and that's the same in any industry not just in this one um okay. is there or do you see more female um, workers competitors drivers um in overseas like in Europe and stuff um oh,
1: it's similar well yeah, female in motorsport definitely they're there it's just we need to highlight them a bit more and so that especially young girls they can look up to other women and they they because a lot of times you just see men there and but there are a lot of women and they have really cool jobs in all fields in motorsports and it's not I haven't seen a big change yet. It's slow. Yeah. But I think in the for the especially for the next generation it will definitely change because there's so many more girls in all the STEM, unis and um, in all the, in the math and physics. There are more and more
0: girls coming, so I definitely have big hopes. And definitely in Australia, because didn't we just win the school challenge? Exactly, yeah. Won The school STEM challenge, and I I believe like one of the ladies that was in that, um, she's been there for five years, so no doubt we'll be seeing her around Mm -hmm. the track one time. Um, so you are talking about um, inspiring young females and currently you're an ambassador for Dare To Be Different. So for those that don't know what that program's about, Romy, can you just share with us, you know, what is it? Who's it targeted for and, and what, what does it do?
1: Yeah, so um, Dare To Be Different was um, founded in uh, 2016 in the UK um, by Susie Wolf, a former race driver, yeah. and her idea was to inspire, connect, and also show that there are females in motorsports. And it's not only um, for race drivers, but it's for all kinds of jobs in motorsport. They want to show young girls all the opportunities they have and, and show it within women who already work in the field. So, um, the beginning of this year, we launched uh, to be Different in Australia. And since then, we had... To there to be different days where we um, invite girls from the age from 8 to 10
0: yep. um, to
1: come and spend a day where they do different kind of activities and challenges which um, showcase both in the motorsport industry. So we have a simulator as a STEM challenge, they do a media workshop, a pit stop challenge. So they just get a feeling for the environment and that they and see what they like, they can experience a little bit how everything works and we just show them what it's like to be in motorsport.
0: Oh fantastic and as you mentioned, you've already done two, one in Melbourne and one in Brisbane and what was the general feedback from those 60 kids that participated?
1: Yeah, it's amazing, like they, you just see like the kids smiling the whole day and we get so nice feedback from them like they write us letters that it was such an inspiring day for them and they really look up to what we're doing and um they want to be now in motorsports and you really see that you can make an influence on them in just one day and uh that's that's so nice to to get that feedback and even get to show them all the opportunities because when i was that age like i said i hadn't really especially at that young age i had no idea what i want to do or even with 15 didn't really know what kind of job in their in motorsport so it's just short, giving them like the open option. door for all the opportunities and it, it's been pretty amazing can can wait for more events to come
0: yeah and is that the goal to to run out more is it or are they just going to do two a year or you no know,
1: we have the next on the twenty second of November in Newcastle, that's around the, the car race. That's on the <laughs> Thursday. Yep. So, um that would be a similar event like we had um, in Brisbane or in Melbourne. So schools or even in, individual girls can um, apply to join, and that you can do it on the there to be different websites and uh, um, so, yeah, they can spend the day there, and then the next one after
0: will probably be the
1: one next year uh, within the
0: Formula One race at Melbourne. Of course, we've got to have one at the Formula One. <laughs> yeah, that's when it all started this year. And obviously, you've been to the Formula One in Melbourne?
1: Yeah, because we race there as well. Oh like, yes,
0: we, <laughs> what am I we, thinking? Sorry, we are support career for them. Right. I, I am blonde, and it is late at night. So <laughs> <laughs> it it always, really
1: oh, even fires a really exciting event to have the Formula One class around us. I might
0: just delete that question. <laughs> 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 um, so, Romy, um, you're obviously very young. You've achieved a lot in your life so far today. What's next for you? What's your uh, ultimate goal? Well, I don't
1: have an ultimate goal. I really like the journey and I like to develop what's out there. Like, I'm, I'm always, um. I want to see what I can learn, where I need to improve myself, my skills. I definitely want to stay in Australian motorsport. Like, I feel really home here. But, like, you know, the motorsport industry, even in Australia, is, is so big. So... I'm keen to take more responsibility and make decisions with uh, some um, influencer race a bit more and um,
0: yeah, we'll see how, where we go. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see where you end up next or, and, or how your um, career progresses. Yeah. Uh, part of the journey. <laughs> yeah, so you should be. Uh, and so, Robert, do you have any advice for anyone wanting to get into engineering? Like, can you recommend any courses or resources, or yeah, basically, people. That was the main question people were asking. Like, how do we get into to engineering?
1: Yeah, like, um, try to what I say. Try to get any. Oh, sorry. Sure. <laughs> um, any kind of experience in any kind of field is valid. Like, try to approach small motorsports team. If you can help out for a weekend just to see how how it is to work on the race, on a race on a racetrack, if you like it or not, you will kind of find your way um, in which direction you want to go. And then in schools, in uni, they have a lot of programs there now. There's a Formula One in schools where they build small formula or small race cars. Then there's a Formula SA, which I joined at my uni that time. That's pretty good. even stuff like that to be different, just to give you give you an idea of what's out there. And, and the courses are math and physics and engineering when you want to be an engineer, obviously. And it's, it is hard work. It's not always easy. And it's not always as exciting as it looks on TV. There's a lot of hard work behind and there's um, it's not a straight path going to be a race engineer. It's not just straight up there. There m- might be a detour, so you might need to do a job which you don't like for a while, but there's four steps on the way and it gives you experience and you know, all kind of feel. And that's, that's the main thing to find out um, what way you or two where you're good at, where you need to improve, and um, slowly you get there.
0: And as you know, I opened up um, to Facebook and said, does anyone have any questions? Let us know. So I'm just going to go through some questions that people had some interest in. So Jordan has asked, um, could you ask what qualifications do you need?
1: To be a data performance engineer, Was that a question? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, engineering degree um, obviously helps. Like... Um, and then you need to be good with math and physics like you need to analyze data be um sharp in decision what you see from data and um and work within a team that's a big thing sometimes people forget that like when you need to be a good engineer but you also need to communicate very well because you have a big team around not only engineers you work with mechanics
0: with Uh, tyre guys and a race driver obviously as well. (laughs) Um, And so Alex has asked how often Robbie works with a driver to use the data during a race and who has been her favourite driver to work with?
1: Um, (laughs) So um, so we obviously work with the driver all the time within a session because we have opportunity to show him his driving compared to our other two drivers so um we do that during the session but also after the session and within a race uh we do see driving style because we have um the data live coming across and we can correct the driver in some some ways, um but it's um especially when the condition changed that's that's the most thing when we give him feedback on his driving like when it's um starting to rain or trying up and we see the other driver takes a different line that's kind of when we need to give him feedback on the race and uh yeah, my favorite driver I, it's hard like I work actually with I like to work with all the I, I like all the race drivers I worked with most of them I didn't it's always, um, it would be asking, oh, who's your favourite friend?
0: <laughs> It'd be like trying um, to pick your favourite child, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it's sometimes harder. when uh, Back
1: in Germany, I work a lot with uh, younger drivers. Yeah. Younger they are sometimes more difficult because they just step into their career. They're insecure sometimes. They have pressure that they need to perform. So sometimes it can be hard to um get messages across or, trying to talk the same language to them like but then when you work with more experienced driver, it's, it is kind of a, a relationship which yes, that pollution it's it's a trust
0: yeah yeah and you need a lot of trust wouldn't you
1: yeah exactly like both ways
0: yeah so building building up those relationships are really important yeah. in success for both parties Exactly,
1: yeah, the driver needs to trust us that we give him a good car which doesn't break down and we need to trust the driver that he gives us good feedback on the car so we can change it the way we Accordingly,
0: Accordingly. and of course that, that, that comes back to the whole communication. Um, yeah. Yeah, how everybody communicates. All right, well I think we've kind of answered this one but Eddie's asked, how did you get into the role? What was your path? So we talked about growing like, from your dad going to uni and then applying for internships Mm -hmm. and they're getting
1: it it wasn't a straight path it wasn't that like that one way so and and basically in motorsport there are so many ways to to become the person you want to be like a race engineer or or a data engineer it's not never a straight path which you can follow them (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, nothing's ever that easy, is not it? Like I can't tell you. Like, well, no, I'm just rattling off. Like, I did this, and you're like, no, no, not really. Like, I had to. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that took you to get to the position that you're in. So. <laughs> um, and last, Jack has asked, um, how how do you create contacts? Do you feel this role is roundabout networking? Um, he's right. How to how to create contacts? Have tried so hard to get my name out. Does she have any advice to get your foot in the door?
1: Yeah, a little bit like I mentioned before, try to approach smaller race teams first. They, a lot of them sometimes look for people to help out. And that's, that's the way when you want to get a step into motorsports. Um, just um, talking to smaller race team, helping them out, um, yeah, attending race events which aren't like the supercars where you maybe an event where it's more easier to approach teams and getting any kind of experience and building the network there, I think helps a lot.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's the hardest thing in Australia. Like it, We are quite limited, although we do have lots of categories, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gets, trying to just to get that foot in the door, I guess everyone's trying trying to achieve that. Yeah,
1: that's the same. And I, to be honest, I felt the same when I was in that position. Like, that's why I support uh, like a program like that to be different because I would like to open the doors, make it easier for the next generation and show them what kind of jobs are there, what do you need to do to get there, to be able to do the jobs. And yeah, it's important to show the next generation what, needs to, what you need to have to do these jobs.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think it's all about being passionate as well, isn't it? So if you can can prove to a team that you're passionate, um, sometimes even regardless of qualification, uh, but if that you really want to be there, they'll probably just be willing to give you a chance. And even if it might just be a one-off weekend.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, in motorsports, that's that's a big thing. Being motivated, work hard, being passionate um it's your quite far I believe obviously you need to have the skills but um only skills won't you anywhere, you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's right and and again it's like a driver you just can't have a driving ability um you need to have kind of like a the whole package to move forward in this sport. Mm, exactly yeah well Remy I really appreciate your time today thank you very much I know you've been. <laughs> It has been, it has been. And I hope to have you on again on your next journey or in a year's time just to see how everything's going on at Triple Eight. Yes. Um, as you know, my last question is always, what's your favourite racetrack? It doesn't have to be in Australia. Obviously, um, you've been around the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, and my favourite racetrack is the Red Bull being, the Red Bull Ring in Spielberg, so in Austria, because it's, it's – um, kind of like a little bit like breakfast just elevation yep. and it's like set into the mountains. so it's really a fascinating track i really like that track
0: well i decided after the weekend that the gold coast is my favorite track just for the actual
1: you know yeah it is, it is actually when i thought about it i think the gold coast race is my favorite event yeah just because of the atmosphere and it's also the first race event after after the cold weekends in Bethurst <laughs> and Sendham. And it's always like that. Each year it's like the first summer event. So it gets always this summer feeling. Um, so I think it's my favorite event. But when it comes to the race track itself, I like the Spielberg race a lot.
0: Oh, it sounds great. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Anyway, Roy, thanks again. I'll let you get to bed. I know you've got an early start in the morning. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate Tea. Until next time, take care.